Plants capture CO2. What if we could help industrial plants capture it too? Think how we could help lower emissions. More and more scientists think carbon capture is key to reducing CO2 emissions globally. It's one way ExxonMobil is helping industrial plants be more like plants. That's the unexpected energy of ExxonMobil. From this Tuesday edition of NFL Live, Juju Smith-Schuster joins us. So talking about taking over the Steelers' top receiver and what his relationship with Antonio Brown looks like now. We highlight some of the NFL stars that are nominated for ESPYs, including a look back at Drew Brett Brees' record-breaking Monday night football performance. Plus, we hand out our own award for the player with the best highlights, Patrick Mahomes, Saquon, or Kyler in the running. Who will be crowned your highlight king? Happy to have you with us on this Tuesday afternoon, a holiday week. Wendy next, Diana Rossini, Victor Cruz, and Mike Tannenbaum. And we will start with news regarding Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke is once again headed to the commissioner's office. The Dallas Cowboys running back expected to meet with the commissioner, Roger Goodell, today in New York City regarding a May incident in Las Vegas. The meeting comes after an incident at a Las Vegas music festival in May in which Elliott had a confrontation of sorts with a security guard. He was briefly detained but never arrested or charged in the incident. Nevertheless, the commissioner wants to hear him out, hear what happened. Mm -hmm. Diana, what more can you tell us? Uh, At this point right now, we don't know what exactly is going on in that meeting, but they are meeting in Manhattan to discuss Zeke's behavior in that Las Vegas incident. Jerry Jones, of course, has stood by his running back saying that he doesn't see anything wrong with what he saw on videotape. Again, Zeke was in those handcuffs and then Those handcuffs were removed. He was not charged. He could still face punishment if Goodell decides that he violated the league's personal conduct policy. And that's what this meeting is to discuss. But as of now, we are not sure what the future holds. But those that I've spoken to with the Cowboys organization strongly feel confident that Zeke will not face a suspension in this because of this incident. Mike, as a GM, I know you have players who uh, had face-to-face meetings with the commissioner who had hearings or due diligence, if you will. What's your take on the process? Yeah, despite how the Cowboys are feeling, a suspension certainly is in play. We have to remember, under the personal conduct policy, a player can be suspended even though there may not be criminal charges. And the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is meeting in person with the commissioner signals to me that a suspension albeit one game, two games, could be in play here. And he was sent to New York for a reason. So we'll see how it plays out in the coming days. But his prior behavior will certainly be a factor in their assessment. Well, let's shift gears to between the lines. Victor, how important is the run game to this current Dallas Cowboys team? It's huge, especially Ezekiel Elliott, right? He's been the focal point of that offense, especially from the running back perspective, year in and year out. Uh, Things he can do with the ball in his hands, whether out in space or just handing him the football behind that fantastic offensive line. I mean, he is, in my opinion, the heartbeat of that offense. Obviously, Dak is the leader, but Ezekiel is the one that makes him go. As he does well, then you got the play action pass and everything complements uh, the attributes of Ezekiel Elliott. So, obviously, if he's there to miss any significant amount of time, you know, the Cowboys will be looking to replace that, uh, you, you know, that those statistics and those numbers that he puts up week in and week out in a different way. Yeah, and, Vic, you, you just hit the nail on the head. When you look at Dak Prescott, his pass rating goes from 97 to 122 
play action compared to traditional drop back. So you can see the uh, importance of the running game, Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, opposing defenses are focusing in on stopping Ezekiel Elliott, and that's a very impactful in terms of his impact on Prescott's production to go from 97 to 122. That's a huge jump in terms of his play action uh, productivity. A huge jump. And we'll talk about Dak's deal and when it may get done, but I'd be interested to see how all of you feel like this Dallas Cowboys team stacks up in the division. I think they're, I think they're right there at the top. I think they're competing. Obviously, them in Philadelphia right there neck and neck going to be battling, battling it out uh, throughout the season. But I think they got all the tools. When you look at them defensively, from the defensive line all the way back to the secondary, they're loaded at each position. And then offensively, like we just talked about, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Mark Cooper, Randall Cobb, Jason, I can go on for days with this, but they have <laughs> all of the receivers. talent. Exactly. Yeah, they got they all of the talent. And not to mention the they have offensive a new offensive coordinator. Which... Moore, obviously, which, which obviously comes from uh, you know college and doing those different things. So he'll, ha- he'll provide some creativity um, that we probably haven't seen in some different type of plays that we haven't seen necessarily uh, from the Dallas Cowboys. You're not going with the Eagles. You're going with the Dallas Cowboys to win the division? Yes, unfortunately. Nobody in New York kill me, please, but I'm going with the Cowboys. That's right. Don't. That was Victor. <laughs> uh, when does that deal get done? Do we see that done? Before the start of the season? I, I think that deal will get done before the start of the season. In fact, I'm even just talking to people in the Cowboys organization about the timing of it. it it it's funny because just a few months ago, the, the way it was being explained to me was it was going to be a while. It wasn't going to get done. And now it seems that I'm not sure where the pressure is coming from. I don't know why they're feeling the pressure. But in terms of trying to get that done, it seems that that's going to be a priority for Dallas. You know, the pressure really comes from what Dak Prescott's draft day disappointment was is now becoming the reality of a free agent opportunity because he was not a first-round pick, which was a disappointment, but he's now in the final year of his rookie right. contract. So unlike guys like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, who had the additional fifth year, he could get to the market, and he may not be a perfect player. I'm a believer in Dak Prescott, not because only what you do from a passing standpoint, but the plays he makes with his legs. If he made it to the open market the way Kirk Cousins did a couple years ago, hard to say what he could get, and I know... You know, people can say, well, he could certainly get franchised. But I can tell you from an organization standpoint, when you use the franchise tag, the last position you want to use it on is the quarterback. Because when you have a franchise tag, that means that the player doesn't have to be there for the offseason program, doesn't have to be there for training camp. He could come in the Tuesday before opening day, sign the tag, get paid for the whole season, and it really puts the whole offense and all those reps that you don't have together, Vic. So it's really a situation where the sense of urgency, Diana, in my mind, it's coming from the fact that this player is 16 games away from becoming a free agent. And then that quarterback also feels that pressure. I mean, and they don't ever really feel like they belong. Do you remember the Kirk Cousins situation in Washington? He was always out there proving and proving and proving. And I remember talking to him about it, and and you could tell – it was wearing on him because yeah. it was like the Washington Redskins organization. They were just looking to date and date and date, and he was looking for a ring. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get married, and he wanted to feel that love, and he never did. And for you know, for the Cowboys to put that on Dak, that may not work out for them. You know, if, if they want to make that work. You know what he's married to? Money, a lot <laughs> of money. I am exactly. not crying for Kirk Cousins, but it is a point well made. All right, anyway, circling back to where we started, and that is Zeke Elliott. Uh, the Cowboys certainly hoping that he will not miss. Anytime. A video shows Browns running back Kareem Hunt being questioned by police after an apparent incident Saturday night. This was at a Cleveland bar. The video published by TMZ Sports, it shows Hunt speaking with a number of officers. He was not arrested. They did not make a police report regarding the incident. This according to a spokesperson to Cleveland.com. 
Press coverage now from our own Dan Graziano. Sources, according to Dan, the CBA, that's collective bargaining agreement talks between the NFL and the Players Association, are expected to intensify this summer in an effort to get a new deal done by the start of the 2019 season. Three to four negotiating sessions possible in the month of July alone. Former Packers wide receiver Randall Cox, signed by the Cowboys in free agency, teamed up with Aaron Rodgers for over 5,000 receiving yards after being drafted by the Pack in 2011. He will face his former team week five in Dallas. And he had to say this about moving on from Green Bay. It's like the ex-girlfriend that broke up with you. When you see her five years later, you hope you're in a better situation than you were before. Married, with kids. And you're able to say, yeah, I did better without you. You know what? He's right. Nobody says that, but that's how everybody feels. Yeah, but not every breakup has to be contentious. It doesn't matter. You know, I don't care if it's the best breakup ever. You don't want to be like, oh... Yeah, Life you, wasn't so great with you're that. You're winning, no. I'm not. Yeah. No, that's true. You, you want to win. Sorry, it just is what it is. Okay, anyway, uh, that got us thinking five years from now, who's better off, okay? We, we saw a number of NFL breakups, if you will. So, again, five-year mark. Randall Cobb or the Green Bay Packers, who's better off? Uh, I'm going with Randall Cobb. I think he's joining a team in the Cowboys that's a, a younger team. I think they, they're an overall better team right now uh, than, than, the, than the Green Bay Packers. But I think in five years, he'll be, you know, in the playoffs a couple times. He'll be in, He's obviously in the mix of that wide receiving core. He's going to be a focal point in that slot position. That's an important position nowadays in the NFL. And I think Overall, he'll just be better. Dak Prescott's got a younger quarterback. I think that'll serve him better, obviously, giving that longevity and be there for a couple years. He, un- he can build that camaraderie and that continuity uh, with Dak, which will serve him better five years from now. All right. He's not going to miss Aaron Rodgers at all. No. Uh, they're a better overall team. <laughs> Again, five years? Five years. Five years. Five years. Five years. We don't know. Chair. A lot young. can happen. Yeah, all right. All right, listen, there were no, in my opinion, no more notable breakup than that one between Odell Beckham Jr. and the New York Giants. This one's easy if you talk about now, but we're talking about five years from now. Diana, who's better off? I'm going to go Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be in a much better position. Well, first of all, he got paid. He got tons of money, and he has opportunity to make more money. Price of living in Cleveland is is lower. Taxes are lower. So from a personal financial standpoint, Odell Beckham Jr. is winning big time. But when it comes to football, there is no quarterback that I believe has more potential to be one of the greatest than I believe in what Baker Mayfield could do in terms of the continuity and the team that they're building in Cleveland compared to what they're doing in New York. We're not sure what's going to happen to Pat Shermer, if he's going to be there. You have to feel like he could be on the hot seat this year if it doesn't work. It seems that Cleveland is a much better off space for Odell Beckham Jr. So I think he's going to look back and go, you know what? That was good. That was good. What's interesting is the Giants had a couple of breakups. Also Landon Collins, who's better off in five years. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way here, Diana. I'm going to go with the New York Giants, Dave Gettleman, and that front office. When we look at what they've already done to replace Landon Collins, they acquired Antoine Bethea in free agency and Jabril Peppers. That was part of the trade that sent Odell Beckham Jr. to to Cleveland. And although Collins is a good player, I thought he was more productive closer to the line of scrimmage. I think when you look at the way Peppers plays, he can replace him. He's younger, more athletic, and less expensive. So, Wendy, it's not five years. We know right now we're better off without Landon. Wow. I, that, that, all right. That, fair enough. Noted. You know, I said there was no bigger breakup. And as soon as I said that, I thought about A.B. 
and the Steelers. So I can't, I'm going to retract that. But anyway, uh, Antonio Brown and the Steelers. This one I think is tricky because, again, you're talking about some, a few, you know, we're five seasons yep. out. Who's better off? Uh, I'm going with the Steelers here. I, I, I really feel like the Steelers organization as a whole, they're going to be fully, you know, turn the page fully from the Antonio Brown drama. They're going to be looking to Juju. He's going to be tenured. He's going to be a, a, a true veteran leader on that team. Understand who he is. Big Ben, who knows how many years he has left. But with that body frame and if he takes care of himself, he can still be there five years from now playing at a high level. But these guys are ready to play, I think, as a team, as a perspective. Once they get rid of the drama and get rid of the negativity that's around, that was surrounding the team with Le'Veon Bell and all of these things, I think five years from now, this team will be better. Ben Roethlisberger will be relaxed and the team will be good to go. All right, perfect segue. How about Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, I think we saw a little bit of a sneak preview last year, right? You know, Bell was a Steeler, but he really wasn't. Really. So. We're going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and obviously we're talking about James Conner, who filled in last year for Le'Veon Bell. We have another year with him now in the offseason program, and I think really where we're going to miss Bell, guys, isn't as a rusher but as a receiver, but James Conner is a really good running back. He's productive between the tackles. He's a good pass protector, and again, another year going into the job. I think Pittsburgh, year in and year out, does a great job of letting guys move on. I think they're replacing Bell. I agree with uh, Victor, and I think they're going to replace A.B., and I think they're going to replace Bell very well with James Conner. All right. I do think that team has sort of rallied around these departures. That's now. We'll see where they are in a few seasons. This last one, I don't even think you can count it as a breakup. I'm not sure they even really dated. I was sort of like, I don't know. They went went out. It was a hookup. It was a hookup. Josh Rosen and the Cardinals. Uh, I, I think Josh Rosen is going to be better off luck. This, this kid had the weight of the world on his shoulders. He was a top draft pick. He was supposed to be the saver, the answer to the Arizona Cardinals organization. Of course, that didn't work out. So here he is in Miami now. The pressure's really off. He's got a new head coach here. They're going to be running a New England system. By the way, if you run the New England offensive system, you got to be a smart guy. That's what Josh Rosen is. He's a smart guy, and I think he's going to fit in well there, and it's going to be a place. And Oh, yeah, by the way, you also have uh, Fitzpatrick behind him who doesn't really seem to have the attitude of a starter that doesn't want to help. So you have two smart guys in a quarterback room. It seems like that's a much better place for Josh Rosen but, to flush. Diana, what about Kyler Murray? You don't think Arizona with Kyler Murray has a chance to be a dynamic playmaker and five years from now. Well, that's really what this question is. They, right? What right. I think is an assessment right. of Kyler Murray in a lot of ways. No, right. it definitely is. Again, the big question mark, of course, is if it, is it going to work with Cliff Kingsbury? But to me, my biggest issue with Arizona it was at la- is last year and this year is their offensive line. So as much as we can say Kyler Murray can be- I got five years to fix it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's right. Uh, He's looking for a GM job. Or no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Can I get rid of me? No, we got five years. Breaking just, up is hard to do. You gave us five years, right? I gave you five years. Five I, know, years. I did. That's I a lot did. of drafts. Fair enough. Let's do I'm pretty sure our new house might be haunted. What makes you say that? The furniture is levitating. Oh, and the ghost. Welcome home. Yeah, that's that's spooky. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico for help with homeowners and renters insurance. Geico makes it easy to save a bunch. Great. Uh, you're not sticking around, right? The party's just getting started. <laughs> Happy geico Call today and see how easy homeowners and renters insurance can be.
We're joined this afternoon by Juju Smith-Schuster, who's making his way all the way across the Atlantic. He is in London this afternoon for the NFL Academy, where he's an ambassador. Juju, tell us exactly what that is and what it means there in London. So here in London, you know, we're working with the NFL Academy, which is an amazing thing because they give the opportunities to players, young players uh, from the age of 15 and up, you know, who learn the new game, American football. This is new to them, which is awesome. But it's awesome because it just gives them the opportunity that they have another career, another goal that they can set to play in the States to play in the NFL. Juju, we talked to James Conner yesterday. He talked about turning the page, about the changes that had gone on in Pittsburgh during the offseason. What's the temperature of this team as you get ready for training camp? We're, 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 you know, we're out of the 70. We're not too cold. We're not too hot. So the weather's really nice right now. In our locker room, <laughs> everyone's on the same page, you know, focused on the same goal, which is amazing because that's what we're all about. It's what we're about the team. There's no individuals. And we're here to win games and win championships. Juju, talk to me about some of the talent you're seeing out there in London behind you. Any ballers out there? Any, any future Steelers out there or what? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, there's, there's some talent out here. There's some potential. I mean, you got to understand, like, this game is new to them. You yeah. know, we started lifting weights at 14. These guys are barely starting at 16, 17. So if, they were, if we were to get them on the right page, you know, yep. onto the academy, it would be amazing to, you know, start a Pop Warner team, eventually start their middle school, high school, and that's the, that's, that would be their academy. All right, Juju, it's been, it's been well documented that Antonio Brown is no longer with the Steelers. Now you're the number one guy. How does it feel? Do you feel a difference in the locker room? Are people treating you differently? Are dudes getting your trays of lunch for you? Like, is it a different feeling being the number one guy? How does it feel? Nah, man, I'm still, there's no difference. Uh, I mean, obviously people say, like, yo, you're the number one guy this year. But more for myself, man, I just see a more opportunity, not just for myself, but for other guys to step up. You talk about A.B. having, you know, 100 catches, over 1,000 yards. Those yards, those catches are going to be spread out between our offense, between James Conner, Vance McDonald, James Washington, Dante Moncrief, a lot of guys, James Samuels. Like, there's so many guys who are going to get more touches, more catches, more yards, more yak, you know, just to help them individually. But at the end of the day, I'm still the same dude in the locker room. I'm the same juju, the same person. I'm just... Last year I was 21, this year I'm 22, same thing. <laughs> the 22-year-old version of Juju Smith-Schuster. And Juju, you referenced the football being spread around. That makes the communication with Ben Roethlisberger all that more important. What's your relationship like with your quarterback? Uh, it's amazing, man. I mean, ben, he's a great leader, a great dude. Uh, he took a whole, the whole offensive group you know, down to his lake house in Georgia amazing you know we spend time together you know bonding we worked hard you know we threw but at the end of the day it's more so like you know building that bonding that connection and what he did for us was amazing i think it's so crazy that you know a guy who's been in the league for like 15 16 years that he sees so many guys come and go and you know for me i'm only 22 years old you know when i met him i was 20 years old and our bond is just we're just gonna keep growing uh, I know as an athlete, as the superstar athlete that you are, you're always working on something new. You're always working on something new to perfect your game. Give me one thing you've been working on this offseason to just either get better at or something you want to add to your game or whatever the case may be. Man, I wanna, I've been really, really focusing and playing more inside and outside, learning the whole package, learning the whole offense. That's what separates, you know, you know, being on the field the whole game than being on the field, you know, certain plays, certain packages. I think it's great that I'm able to play outside, inside, you know, right side, left side, uh, you know, moving into in slot, playing tight end. Uh, that's going to help out a lot, you know, and that, that's something I've really been focused on is just studying that playbook to the next level and understanding what everybody has on the field.
Juju, we also get to see everything else you do via social media. Does anybody in the NFL have more fun than you do? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I do a lot of stuff with YouTube, so there's a lot of stuff I do on that end. Um, I really like to, I really love to show my personal side on my, you know, my fun side, what I do on my free time. Uh, you know, playing Fortnite, do a lot of, you know, video games, streaming, Twitch, and making YouTube videos. I think a lot of guys, you know, in the NFL, and they just post a lot of, like, you know, working out visual videos, which, which is nothing wrong with that, you know. But what do they like to do on their free time? Do they like to travel the world? Do they like to just stay home, watch movies? Like, I think a lot of their fans would love to see that and just get on a more personal base. Well, and some like to go to prom, you know, <laughs> which apparently you did recently. Tell us about the prom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So the prom was awesome, you know, a kid, he's from PA, Pittsburgh, uh, ideally he wanted to take this girl that he, the girl that he liked, he liked a lot, and his best friend ends up taking her, he told his best friend too, but his best friend kind of like went behind his back, took his girl, so he asked me, and I, I just like, man, let's just one up this kid, you know, we buy a suit, we get a party bus, we, we, we still, we basically stole the night away from him and, and his, his, mm-hmm. his, his, his girl, but. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we all had a good time. You know, I met the guy. He seems like a good kid. So, you know, he's great. My friend's great because he got, like, 20K followers, Anthony. <laughs> so he's super excited about, you know, his his college career coming soon. Yeah, Anthony won. Friend and girlfriend, nothing. <laughs> he <laughs> exactly. wins. Juju, we saw you getting busy yeah, on the dance right? floor. We saw you getting busy on the dance floor right there. Talk to me about what celebrations you got in store. I know you've always been creative. You always bring some new stuff to the table. What you got in store for us this year from the from the celebration standpoint? Man, so look, I'm super excited. You know, I'm, yes, I'm the young dude in the room, but I'm very vocal. Uh, you know, it's my time to step up to be a leader. And what I mean by leader, I'm getting everybody on the page, you know, to, to do major <laughs> celebration. Like Dante Moncrief, he's older than me, but he's going to do these celebrations. James Washington, all these guys, all my receivers, we're going to do major celebrations. James Washington's on the same page because we're in the same class. Uh, and then, you know, I'm still working on Big Ben, you know, and the old linemen. Like, they're a lot older than me, so they're vets. They've been there before. So we'll see how it all figures out. But major celebrations coming soon. All right, we can't wait. Last question. We asked James Conner this yesterday to close things out. Why should Steeler fans be optimistic as we look toward 2019? Man, I, I, you know, Steeler fans, are, they're always there supporting since day one, whether we're doing good or bad. Uh, I don't doubt that they'll support us, you know, to the end. Uh I'm kind of happy, like, you know, where we're at right now. We're not, like, the headline. Uh, the Browns, they're, they're the team that everyone's watching, what they're, what kind of noise they're going to make. I'm super excited to watch them play, too. You know, seeing OB, OBJ comment on my post, and I'm commenting on his post, like, yo, can't wait. Who's going to have the best dance moves? But like I said, you know, this year the fans just support until the end because we're going to finish strong. You always know the Steelers pull through. All right, Juju, best of luck. We appreciate you being with us. Thanks for being with us, Ju. Thank you. I appreciate it. With Antonio Brown now departed to Oakland, Juju will become Big Ben's number one option. And with that, he should receive tighter coverage over the last two seasons when facing press coverage. Juju actually, though, had a better catch rate and yards per target than Antonio Brown. Uh, Clearly, uh, Victor, things change. The perspective changes a little bit, I would think. You know, he's the number one guy he can he can say whatever. You know, what kind of pressure? Well, how is it different for Juju starting this season than, say, last year? I think the only thing different is, like you said, the mindset, the perspective. Obviously, you're coming into that locker room, and Antonio Brown's not there. It's just you. And now 
you become kind of that leader. People are looking to you. You've been there. You understand who you are. I know you're just, what do you say, 22 years old, but now you become the guy that the younger people, are, the younger teammates are looking up to you, wanting to know what you're doing, wanting to hang out with you in the offseason, wanting to just steal a little bit of knowledge from you, your relationship with Ben. They want to get a head start on what they need to do to get better, and he becomes the guy that leads the charge in that, in that regard, and it's, a, it's pretty big shoes to fill. And I think the Steelers have done a great job. I think they were preparing for this for a number of years. And there's that whole notion of we have to win for today and develop for tomorrow. And you look at that position in that organization going back to Mike Wallace, mm-hmm. San Antonio Holmes, uh, obviously Antonio Brown, Smith-Schuster. They do a great job of getting guys in the pipeline, getting them developed. And now Antonio Brown moves on. Smith-Schuster steps up to be the number one guy. I think they've done a remarkably great job for a number of years, especially at this position. I think that's a great point, and I would argue that outside of New England, they probably do it as well as anybody in terms of continuity. I know Antonio Brown ended in a way they probably didn't anticipate, but they did anticipate that it would end at some point. Mm -hmm. And to that end, Mike, and to your point, they seem to be sort of in lockstep with planning for the future. I think there's three things that Juju Smith-Schuster has to probably focus on this season. It's going from being a great receiver to an elite receiver. He needs to play at that level. Victor touched on the leadership aspect. It's obvious just from that interview. You can hear he has stepped up to already be the leader. He's talking about trying to get Big Ben in the offensive line to participate in his celebration drills. And they obviously have good chemistry there. And then that third layer is being a mentor to those younger guys. So he's going to be asked a lot more of them as a football player out on the field and, of course, in the locker room. But if there's one thing I think we've learned – about Juju over the years is he attacks everything with open arms. He is an open book himself. He embraces that role, and and he wants to be that character guy. He wants to be that good guy. And when you talk to players on the Steelers about Juju Smith and what his personality is like, because obviously on social media he's so much fun and he can be loud, apparently he does a lot of his work silently. He's not the loudest guy in the room. He's not the one joking around during drills. He likes to have fun, but he is locked in and focused. And I think if he can take his game to that elite level, the Antonio Brown conversations that we're going to be having are going to feel so long ago. What else he said that was really impressive in the interview, he touched on at the end about the Steelers are always there in the end. And it's not where you start in football, it's where you end. And you look at Pittsburgh and New England, those teams always improve during the course of the season. So James Conner, Smith-Schuster in a new role, it's not what they look like in August and September – are they ascending and getting better? And Mike Tomlin deserves so much credit. The player development, the way they coach their players, they get better. And I thought his point was a good one, which is, hey, we'll be there in the end because that's where they've been year in and year out. It almost feels like they transform and they kind of morph into whatever they need to be to win towards the second half of the season. And that's what keeps them in the hunt year in and year out. Well, and I understand for all kind of reasons why everybody's looking to Cleveland. But I, I think you'd be unwise to sleep on Pittsburgh in 100%. any way, shape or form. Mike Tomlin as a head coach, a veteran squad. This is a good team. I think that you could argue underachieved last season. We'll see. Sweet. NBA Summer League action on Friday. Triple header starting at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN. You don't want to miss a special matchup at 9.30 featuring former Duke teammates Zion and R.J. Barrett facing off for the first time in the association. Mm. Press coverage now from our own Josina Anderson. An update, the NFL and NFLPA have already scheduled CBA negotiating sessions for July 17th through the 19th. It will be... The first time both sides engage in talks for three consecutive days specifically on this pending league deal. Dan Graziano also reporting there is hope of getting a new CBA by the start of the 2019 season. Great news. 
Let's take a look at a few NFL players nominated for the ESPYs, shall we? After an impressive sophomore season where he threw for over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and won an MVP, just that, Patrick Mahomes nominated for Best Male Athlete. Saquon Barkley nominated for the Best Breakthrough Athlete last season. Barkley burst onto the scene, rushing for 1,307 yards. Broke a Giants rookie record. Kyler Murray nominated for Best College Athlete. He became the seventh player to win the Heisman in OU's history. None of those are too shabby, all right? Nope. But one's, we, today we give out the Highlight King Award. Is that an SB? It's not. It, it is not, but it should be. But it my, should be. It should be. It definitely should be. But yeah, it's funny sure. because my my choice here is Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes. He is up for Male Athlete of the Year, which but you're crowning him the highlight vote. Um, and here's why: against the Ravens, facing fourth and nine from the Chiefs' forty, Mahomes just did oh. what we had seen him do countless times, which was buy time with his feet, get out of bounds, right? Relies on his right hand there, finds Tyreek Hill downfield. And the best part is after the game, Andy Reid said, oh, yeah, that's exactly how we designed it. Yeah, sure, Andy. Uh, how about against the Broncos? Lefty. We knew his right hand was magical. Did you just say lucky? Lefty. Oh, I thought you said lucky. I was like, I don't think that was luck, Mike. <laughs> we knew his right hand was, was pretty magical, but his left hand here spots wow, Von Miller coming right at him. Semi-spiral. Even when your defense is doing everything they should be doing, there are situations where you cannot be Pat Mahomes because he comes up with some unthinkable moments here. His athleticism, his vision of the field, and the, his ability to stay in the pocket, make plays, and, of course, outside the pocket is where he's perhaps probably most dangerous. All right, Rick, I'm going with highlight? Here. Oh, wait, you're, guy, he's your highlight king, just to be clear. He is highlight my highlight king, Saquon okay. Barkley, because he is a highlight machine. Oh, As you can me. see, yes. he's broken at least 40, 47 tackles on that one to get to the end zone. And this one, I mean, he's just putting his foot in the ground. He will not be denied against Philadelphia. Obviously, uh, a, a rivalry in that division. And he's taking off on that one. And this one, this one's, this one's pretty good. Okay, we know this guy's good. First of all, tremendous block by 73 right there. But this run is just indicative of the type of athlete that Saquon Barkley is. He can shake guys behind him, in front of him, and he's got the speed to outrun anybody in this league. And that's what we see here. And it's always on display. And then I get a bonus, Diane. I get a bonus one here, Mike. You'll like this one. Nice little hurdle. Oh, oh that's bad. Yeah. doing that. Not a, only a handful of guys. I can probably count them all on one hand who can hurdle guys in traffic like that and keep it moving. That's you, you put can we talk about that, that mediocre equation. protection, too? He was able to exactly. not to pile on your Giants, but the fact <laughs> exactly. that he was able to do that with that O-line is incredible. Guys, in zone. Mike Tannenbaum. I, I got Kyler Murray. I was at this game. His resiliency was unbelievable. They, they got outplayed badly in the first half. He comes down in the second half. He steps up in the pocket, keeps his eyes down the field. That puts so much pressure on a defense. Throws a really accurate pass. This was a great play. Got Oklahoma back in the game. This was another game I was at. West Virginia's defense was horrific in this game. If they were playing flag football, Kyler Murray still would have gone un- untouched. And, uh, Looks like flag football. Yeah, <laughs> they were. And this is what Arizona is hoping Frozen. for. Look at how many guys he can make miss in space and then have the speed to take it all the way. The amount of pressure he'll put on defenses will be uh, formidable in the fall because it'll be his arm and it'll be his feet. Speaking of his wow. arm, look at this one. Oklahoma nine. State, big rivalry game. Again, 50 yards down the field, hits Hollywood Brown in stride. This guy's going to be a dynamic playmaker. He is a highlight machine. He is the uh, highlight kingmaker. And uh, 
Arizona Cardinal fans, that's what they're looking forward to in the fall. They're hoping. Fingers crossed. Listen, we told you we'd like to vote. We narrowed the field. It's one of these three. Highlight King, okay? So go to our Twitter handle, at ESPNNFL. You can vote for one of these three, and we'll let you know what you think. Also, by the way, while you're at it, don't forget, you can also vote on the ESPYs right now. Uh, that is at ESPYs. <laughs> Get out of there, oh. Get out of there. That should right. be the squad. You already that voted. Should be- UFC 239 Saturday in Las Vegas. Two of the greatest UFC champions defending their titles. John Bones battles Tiago Santos and Amanda Nunez takes on Holly Holm in the co-main events on pay-per-view. That's starting at 10 Eastern. Go to ESPNplus.com slash pay-per-view. Juju Smith-Schuster will enter training camp as the Pittsburgh Steelers' number one wide receiver for the first time in his career. Here is Smith-Schuster from earlier today on what it's like and the expectations of stepping into that role. I mean, obviously people say, like, yo, you're the number one guy this year. But more for myself, man, I just see a more opportunity, not just for myself, but for other guys to step up. You talk about A.B. having, you know, 100 catches, over 1,000 yards. Those yards, those catches are going to be spread out between our offense, between James Conner, Vance McDonald, James Washington, Dante Moncrief, a lot of guys, James Samuels. Like, there's so many guys who are going to get more touches, more catches, more yards, more yak, you know, just to help them individually. But at the end of the day, I'm still the same dude in the locker room. I'm the same juju, the same person. I'm just, last year I was 21, this year I'm 22, same thing. Yes, the older, wiser, more mature 22-year-old Juju <laughs> like Smith-Schuster. With the good yak reference, always a good day. Always. All right, listen, this got us thinking. Obviously, big shoes to fill with Antonio Brown departed. He's now an Oakland Raider. So let's go one by one. Receptions, more or less, Antonio or Juju, Mike? Yeah, Juju just made all my points for me. They're going to spread the ball around in Pittsburgh. Plus, you have a head coach in Sean Gruden, who's the play caller. They gave up a lot of money and picks to get A.B. A.B. will have more receptions. Mm-hmm. I do think John Gruden motivated to get Antonio Brown the football. How about touchdowns, Diana? Uh, touchdowns, I'm going to go with A.B. as well. And, you know, you actually teed me up perfectly there, Wendy, because I think if there is anyone that wants to make Antonio Brown work in Oakland because they have to figure out why they paid him all that money, it's going to be John Gruden. So he's obviously calling all the shots on offense here. And in terms of wide receivers in the game, we can debate all day long who is the best, but we all know how special A.B can be, and as soon as he can figure out that chemistry with Derek Carr, I think he's going to have more touchdowns than Juju. All right, there's receptions, there's touchdowns, and how about all-purpose yards, Victor Cruz? I'm going to give Juju some love here because clearly Mike (laughs) and and Diana have not given him any love so far, but I'm going with yards. He's the bona fide number one guy now, which means in those pressure situations, Ben will be looking to him to be that number one receiver and get him the ball in space, either on drag routes, deep routes. He can run any route in the book. And it's going to be interesting to see just how they use him as the number one guy. All right, look, it's a team game, and all of those things are what they are. But what really matters, of course, you hope, anyway, are the number of wins from each of these teams. we got the Steelers, we got the Raiders. Who gets the edge here? Yeah, it's going to be uh, Pittsburgh. I think uh, we're going to see an improvement with Oakland, especially on offense. Josh Jacobs, Terrell Williams, obviously A.B., another year with Derek Carr and John Gruden. Really worried about defense and rushing the passer. Obviously, they lost Khalil Mack a year ago. While they drafted Cleanan Farrell from Clemson in the first round, it's going to take a while for him to get going. I think they're going to be a work in progress in terms of how they are in defense. I'm going with Mike Tomlin 
and a very mature Pittsburgh Steelers organization. I think that's a, a pretty good bet. How about celebrations? Is this even a question? Well, I guess, I guess maybe. No, it's not a question at all. I'm going with Juju mainly because yeah. it doesn't even have to be him that has to score to do the celebrations. He's, He's made that clear. Yeah. He's made that clear. Yeah. Everybody's in on this thing. So whether it's him or whether it's Vance McDonald or whether it's any other person on that team, they're going to be celebrating, and Juju will be leading the way. And let me tell you, if you did not see it, Juju was with us, uh, what, about an hour ago, and he said that he is working on Ben Roethlisberger to get involved. He has not committed, <laughs> but he's trying. We'll so see it's a valiant we'll effort. See we'll there. see about that. I like that you've become, like, the resident celebration expert for us. It's like anything celebration, we have well, to go to Victor. Here I am, taking a bow for you. We have one more category. One more oh, category. How about oh, yeah. the drama? Uh-oh. Ah, the drama. All right, I'm going to Is it on there or no? Let's see here. I guess not. All right. We'll just do the drama. Um, Speaking of drama, I'm going to go with what what history says, and and, and I I think it's going to be Antonio Brown on this. I'm going to stick with that thought. Um, I I like the way Juju Smith-Schuster is maturing into not just a a, a mentor to these younger players, but an actual leader on the Steelers team. And for Antonio Brown, there are a lot of personalities on this roster now. Obviously, we know John Gruden is the focal point of this team, no matter who's on it. But I think there's going to be points during the season where the AB of Pittsburgh will show its face in Oakland. You cannot tell. We will not get through this season without him getting irked with Derek Carr. There's no way. At least one, it, it takes one sailed ball and he's going to come back yeah, like, really? <laughs> really? Put some money on it. <laughs> Well, we continue to highlight some of the stars around the NFL that earned ESPY nominations this year. The amazing moment from Drew Brees is up for the ESPY for best record-breaking performance. Brees broke the NFL passing record when he passed Peyton Manning's mark of 71,940 yards. And, Victor, you made this point yesterday, and it's true. I think last year was his best bet at winning the MVP. You just had this pesky little Patrick Mahomes (laughs) who did things that just didn't seem possible to keep Breeze from winning that award. Exactly. And then how do you amass such a a monumental record like this on on an illustrious career that he's had and not win the league MVP one time? I mean, obviously, probably Peyton Manning won a couple of those, Tom Brady, all those all those tremendous players, but he's got to get it one time. I mean, he's putting numbers up each and every year. I think there's years that he kind of just goes under the radar out there in New Orleans with those playmakers and everybody he's got. I think this is the year where he's like, you know, when we put a nice, pretty little red bow on this career and put an NFL league MVP under my belt and get back to the to the big dance, hopefully, and, and, and keep things going. So in fairness, he has been a Super Bowl MVP, yes, two-time of uh, offensive player ago. of the year. But, uh, you know, as the Hall of Fame quality quarterback that Drew Brees is, you would like to see him go. Although I know he'd Just take another one. Lombardi trophy any day of the week. Uh, now that you can't dispute. Yeah. But at least give him one league MVP. He's earned it. All right, Let we'll show you why. How about this? All right, how about the best of the best of Drew Brees? Oh, this is vintage right Yeah, here. vintage 04. He was yet. a Chaja. Play action deep to Eric Parker. Breaks a tackle for a 79-yard touchdown. I like it. Showing that arm off. Black and white there. Real early. Real pixelated, grainy. I love it. Pixelated. There you go. 2014 against the Packers. Three steps up. Just lays this one perfectly into the arms of Brandon Cooks. A 50-yard touchdown strike. You know what else is great? It is a dime. He's stepping up in the pocket. A lot of times you see younger quarterbacks step up in the pocket and just check it down. He's stepping up in the pocket and keeping his eyes down the field. Puts so much pressure on a defense. Teach tape. 06 against the Bengals. The handoff here. It's a flea flicker. Love it. And then Joe Horn there between two defenders. A wow. 72-yard touchdown. 
And it's that kind of arm that we see on oh, occasion. Hey, yeah. hey, and that's like Victor Cruz-esque. I like it, Joey. Right there. Uh, moving now to the modern day. I missed the cell phone, Joey. Against the Panthers. <laughs> Breeze here to Ted Ginn in the end zone. 49 and yards. The straight. consistency that we're seeing here is with, he's not even being touched. There's barely even people around him Beautiful. while he's making these throws. Like, that's indicative to the type of team he's been around, that offensive line taking good care of him. 06 NFC Championship, Saints and Bears. Breeze here to Reggie Bush. You know, that, that's a great example of a really effective quarterback play. Sometimes you have to throw as hard as you can. That was a great touch throw. He led the running back who takes it all the way. But what, what touch he has, and, and that's such an underrated aspect of playing quarterback. Then 2016 against the Raiders. The longest career pass, a 90, is this a 98? Yep. Well, he's got the Ooh, I'm sure he wishes little he yards out one yard back to Brandon Cooks. An incredible career, certainly Pulling a away. Hall of Famer. I'm missing on that one. And perhaps a future NFL MVP. You can vote on the ESPYs right now at ESPYs.com. Again, Breeze up for record-breaking performance along with three other moments, including Clay Thompson's record for three-pointers in a game with 14. Canadian Football League action Thursday on ESPN. It's the 3-0 Hamilton Tiger Cats taking on the Montreal Alouettes at 7.30 Eastern. To get ESPN Plus, download the ESPN app or visit us at ESPNplus.com. And do not forget, Sports Center at 6 o'clock Eastern after the Get Up NBA free agency special with Kevin Nagandi and Michael Eaves. They'll have the latest on Kawhi's deciding factors plus reaction and analysis from the U.S. women, their semifinal against England, and of course, day two at Wimbledon. Sports Center, 6 o'clock Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Everybody stated their case. It's not a real SP, but we're handing one out. The NFL oh, highlight man. king. And Diana Rossini, the who made the man. case for Patrick Easy. Mahomes. I don't know, guys. I, I happen to agree. I mean, man. Well, he, the man is a highlight machine. Well, I'm throwing a challenge flag here. Okay. I want a challenge flag here. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about the NFL, right? We haven't had any NFL plays yet for Kyler. So, you know, maybe we're in the wrong category. we got the well, right player maybe in the so wrong So what category. you're saying, yeah, okay. So you were saying you were handicapped from the get-go. You see that? <laughs> okay. Okay. It was tough. No crying in the league, in the big league. So put the pressure on you then. So are you going with Team Victor with Saquon Barkley or Team Dyan Racine with Patrick Mahomes? Side you on, Mike. I'm, I'm a free agent.